What does it mean to live with less stuff and more compassion? That's the question we aim to answer every Monday on the Minimalist Vegan Podcast. Hello, my name is Michael and I'm joined by my wife, Marsha, every week to discuss the intersection of minimalism and veganism. You can find all of our plant-based recipes, <clears throat> which I finally stepped up and made a recipe last week. You've got to check out our tofu scramble, as well as thought-provoking articles and more podcast episodes like this one. You can find all of our content over at our website, theminimalistvegan.com. In this episode, we're talking about the dynamic of owning your identity. Uh, this came to us after you know, looking at the minimalist community specifically and, and seeing how people identify themselves on the different spectrums of minimalism. And this got us thinking about a, a broader conversation around labeling and classifying each other in different cliques. Um, in, in society. So Marsha and I have pretty different views and approaches when it comes to identity. So hopefully there'll be some in this conversation no matter what side of the spectrum you're on. Um, look, as always, I'll check in after the episode to fill in any gaps. Until then, enjoy the conversation and I'll chat to you later. All right, Marsha. Yes, Michael. What are we talking about today? Well, we don't even really know. How are we going to describe this episode? I'm, I was thinking possibly something along the lines of owning your identity or how we need to start owning our identity. Yes. Yeah, because I su- suppose that's kind of what we're advocating. Mm. Maybe, maybe not. Okay, so yes, but we are talking about the general topic is identity. Yeah. And why we wanted to bring this up is because a few weeks ago, I published an article about minimalist living and a big part of that article was around this idea of identity Mm. it it feels like every blog comment that i read about minimalism or the facebook groups i'm a part of um, even some interactions i've seen in person uh there's uh, seems to be a bit of a hesitation around owning the identity of minimalism as part of your value set and i just thought that's really fascinating for people in their journey towards living with intentionality or it opened up a broader conversation about identity in general yeah. And how we perceive ourselves. And I just thought like, yeah, we could, because you and I have probably very different mindsets around this. Mm. Um, so I thought it'd be really interesting to see the contrasting styles and approaches around how we perceive ourselves and, you know, and how we live in line with our values and what that means. But I thought a good place to start with this conversation is around labeling, because I think mm. uh, labels um, get a pretty bad rap in our society well it depends Um, on the label well it depends on the label yes um but you know i I thought like you know when you think of labels like what comes to mind do you think it is something that's positive or is it more of a negative thing well it's got both of those things in there so there's parts of it that are positive parts of it that are negative depending also on who you are and how you view the world and your your identity as a human (laughs) being i guess yes Um, so I think a lot of people can see it as a positive thing because they can associate with certain communities, certain groups, certain likabilities or interests to others. Yes. So that all shapes people's identities, you know, the type of music that they like, what they do in their spare time, what, but on a much bigger, more philosophical level, you have the thing like minimalism, veganism, vegetarianism, 
um, what you do for work yeah what yeah. you do for work as a profession what you consider yourself to be an aspiring something rather yes. um you know you might be studying something and then you might be an aspiring chef or you know you're waiting to be qualified in a certain field yeah so that can be a positive thing because it brings you closer to other people that you can connect with and that you have something in common with mm. but I see it in a negative way as well, again, depending on who you are, whereas I can identify with this part is that when you're a perfectionist about something or you feel like you're just never good enough Mm. um, and that can have a down or a negative impact on how you feel about yourself or how you feel like you're never quite there, you're never quite, quite grasping the concept or the philosophy or whatever it might be. Yes. So for a really long time, I actually used to struggle with identifying myself as a photographer because I didn't feel like I knew enough, even though I had a degree and I'd been studying it for four and a half years, I didn't identify myself as a photographer because I was nervous to be in a situation where the person that I was talking to that I didn't know might be a photographer or might not even be a photographer, might be a hobbyist photographer and would know more than me because mm. I've never been a very technical photographer. And so not until I actually gave myself the task to teach photography to mums did I give myself the confidence to start feeling like I can call myself a photographer no matter who I'm talking to. Mm. Um, and not feeling like I need to know everything. So that fear of holding back or saying to other people who you are in case they'll call you out, mm. in case they'll make you feel like, well, no, you shouldn't really call yourself, that judgment. So that's where I think that it can be a very negative um, thing to, to put labels on yourself and other people. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. I'm going to have to circle back to that photography thing in a moment. But like you said, I think, you know, labels bring so much clarity, but they also bring a lot of pressure. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't it know. depends it on the person. Yeah. Like you, for instance, I don't feel like you're the type of person that would put too much pressure in yourself around creating a label or calling yourself. Like you would quickly build that confidence and go, okay, yes, this is who I am and this is what I am. Yeah. Whereas there's a lot of people like myself that would really struggle with that. Yeah. Um, so it just depends on the on the person. Yes. And I think that's and that's what I think is really fascinating. And we want to talk about profiles in a moment because it's I don't know, this podcast always inspires me to talk about high school. I don't know why. <laughs> what it is about these microphones, but it gets me reflective about in high school. I'm not sure what it's like now, but when we were there and I know in previous generations, you know, it, it was all about cliques, as they say, you're part mm. of cliques. Like, you know, oh, they're the gothic people or they're the nerds or they're the, the popular jocks. Group. There's the cool kids. Yeah. There's the dancers. There's the, you know, there's like four people in your school which are super smart and they just get really high marks and they're like, okay, there's a really smart people. Like it already like we're, we're trying to make sense of the world by putting in people, classifying them. Um, and, and, and I think that's really interesting. And I think depending on your experience in high school, that could have been really great or could have been actually really negative depending on what clique you were part of and how you perceived yourself 
um, because it's like the society creates that identity and classification for you and then puts you in a box. Yeah. And um, I know you're going to hate me for doing this, but I, I bring up Kanye West. <laughs> um, because... What has he got yeah, to do with anything? No, because... <laughs> I remember watching him in interviews and anyone who's watched Kanye West in the interview, it is very cringeworthy, uh, but so compelling at the same time. But so many times people will ask him about like, why aren't you just doing more music? Because, you know, he's doing fashion design and all of these other things. And you could see how frustrated he gets when the media tries to put him in a box. Like I am a musician or I am a designer. I'm a fashion designer. I am a producer. Yeah. Um, because his career was built on producing and no one thought he could rap. And he's like, no, I am a rapper. Like, mm. he's like, no, I can do this. But he gets so frustrated because he's like, don't put me in a box. Mm. I'm an artist. I do all these things. I see the world a particular way. And so I can also understand the counter argument. And we see this a lot in the vegan movement is there's a lot of people. And we talked about this in a previous episode around the gray areas of veganism. But there's some people who sort of dabble into veganism or more plant-based, but are really like quite against the labeling of the word vegan in their lifestyle and their psyche because they feel like it comes with a lot of pressure, a lot of expectations. Um, It's very strict. It's very regimented. And they don't, um, you know, they see this, their journey is a more fluid process. Mm. Um, So I can also understand the other side of, labeling or categorizing or identities and 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 having okay it's one thing for you to put yourself in a box but it's another for somebody else yeah to put you in a box yeah so i got you could already see that it pulls on both sides but i think what what you said that you said you struggle with a little bit more is that like when you claim to be something mm. drawing a line in the sand can feel really stressful like, it can feel like, oh, okay, like, that imposter syndrome, like, who am I to call myself this? Or, like, you know, I'm not a photographer, you know, because your expectations of what a photographer is might be quite high. So, I think that's really interesting. But, like, for those who might be listening to this and maybe are maybe against labeling, against sort of this rigid identity process, um, and one more negative, I suppose, is that, you know, we're fluid. We I, change all the time. We change all the so time. Like how many times have I changed in the last 10, 11 years we've been to, <laughs> together? You've changed completely. Yeah, You're like, not the same person at all. Yeah. So I can also see how that like drawing a line in the sand might be but like... even year to There's year. no way out. Like, yeah. oh, okay, I've claimed to be this person. Yeah. But what if that changes in yeah. a year? And I feel like this is where I think a lot of people struggle to identify or call themselves vegans is because they don't want that label for life. They don't want if for some reason they decide not to be vegan anymore for people around them to identify them as a vegan and then to start asking them questions. Oh, why are you eating eggs? I thought you were a vegan. And then I that thought you judgment. were a vegan. I thought you were this. Yeah. So, I thought you were a minimalist. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I think that from that side, this is where people that are also don't have too much confidence in themselves might also not identify with a certain label for the fear of being called out on it later on or just thinking that they change so much knowing their own personality that they don't want to pigeonhole themselves into something that can come back to bite them later. Yeah. And it keeps coming back to like, you know, what do other people think of me? You know, like, you know, 
as a society, we're all pretty judgmental. Yeah. So it's only safe to expect judgment towards you mm. and some of the things that you do or perceive to be. Mm. So I think, yeah, and that's, and that's where I think this conversation becomes interesting because how do we shift it from external focus to internal focus? But before we get there, um, just to just to like you know this is not scientifically proven I haven't looked at any white papers or research but there's a simple test that I like to do and that's the profile test so even for those of us who don't claim to be uh, want to associate themselves with labels or identities is you know how many times do we have to fill out a profile in our lives so this could be your profile for your resume it could be your profile for your Instagram handle or your Twitter account or your you're part of some new organization and you have to tell people about themselves or you've just started training at work and they're like, okay, in, in three, in three sentences, who are you? What do you do? Like yeah. we all, you meet somebody for the first time. Who are mm. you? What do you do? Mm. Like there's all and these so situations. Many people hate that question we because hate they really struggle yeah. to think and concisely say not their business proposition. Cause a lot of people have that sorted. That's not what we're talking about. It's who you are as an as an individual. Yes. And how you identify yourself and where you put yourself in this world comfortably and confidently. Yes. But but isn't it interesting that we ask these questions of each other and then we also feel the need to like it's uncomfortable, but we also wanna put ourselves in the best light. Mm. So whether this is online or in person, like, you know, I know people who have agonized over updating like their social media profile yeah like this could be linkedin or twitter or whatever like agonized over you know what words to use and how to best articulate them we talked like off air we talked about dating profiles oh my god can you imagine the the pressure in dating profiles because talk about a judgmental environment this is Mm. like you know am i swiping left left or right i'm swiping left (laughs) or right on you so you better have a pretty compelling sort of bit of copywriting here about who you are but you also don't (laughs) want to come off as someone that's overly yeah or inauthentic or because you know they're going to call you out on that right so uh (laughs) it's like we're walking we're walking personal brands Mm. so whether we like it or not you know even just by someone looking at you how you dressed you know are you wearing makeup are you not wearing makeup the way you talk the way you present yourself that's an identity within itself yes. with that before you've even opened up your mouth. So I think it's it's interesting how many points of communication, you know, there's obviously the verbal, even someone that you've never met that you're communicating with online, mm. you know, they can say, oh, I love this too. And it's like all of a sudden you've built this connection with someone you've never met identifying through something that you're both passionate about oh yeah so and we've all had that experience even like meeting somebody in person Mm. and and they they say oh i really like this band or i really like this you're like oh my god me too Mm. uh like you know game of thrones okay i'm in on this conversation yeah you're a game of thrones person so yeah have the opposite effect oh you like this oh no yes (laughs) (laughs) kanye west can come up in this conversation and i'll be out Um, so yeah, so I think there's, there's definitely, and it's not, not the same for everybody, but I think we, if we're honest with ourselves, we care, Mm. like we care about how we perceive us ourselves to other people. But also when we look at ourselves in a mirror, like we care about who we are and what we represent. Um, and, and I think maybe there's more pressure to, to figure that out than there was before. Mm. Um, and maybe 
even content creators like us are contributing to that stress, um, you know, using strong terms like minimalism and veganism all the time. So I understand that. Um, but I also then want to talk about the confidence issue. With Before we get on yeah, to sure. that, I just wanted to bring up one thing that now as you're talking, I was like, well, most of the time, some people can also, if they have their own business, they can hide behind their business as their identity, as a human mm. um, and not actually create or detach themselves from that business. Mm. Like I don't remember the last time I had to fill out a profile that was for me as mm. a person rather than for the minimalist vegan. Mm. So to sit down and go, it would be much harder to do it for myself individually as it would be for the minimalist vegan yeah. because we do that day in, day out. So sometimes you feel like almost your professional and your personal intertwine and almost merge into one in mm. a way, but you kind of have you're more than just your business or what you're interested in as part of your profession. So I think people got to be careful of that, not to pigeonhole themselves too much with just their identity of their business. This could be business or it could be their profession, right? You know, it could be like what they yeah. do for their career. Yeah. And it could be the difference, like, you know, like you might be a great lawyer and mm. everyone might know you as a lawyer, but it's like, okay, what makes you a great lawyer? Mm. That's probably what is more you than your career. Yeah. You know, like, you, you, okay, you've, you've always been a great debater and negotiator. Mm. Way, well before you're a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that might be part of your identity. And I think you're right. It's very easy to hide behind, you know, LinkedIn profiles and your resume. Um, or your website uh, or your website yeah. uh, in our case uh, and and that's very true now I think online content creators social media influencers there's a lot of that going on that's and that's where a lot you see a lot of those um, those profiles and those claims that people are making but I want to talk about those claims a little bit in the context of aspiration this is something that I see time and time again and I want to talk about this more specifically in the context of minimalism Okay, because I think veganism is uh, quite black and white. It's pretty, there's some gray area as we discussed, but it's pretty easy to define. Yeah, well, um, it depends on if you have a full understanding and scope of what, minim- yes. what veganism is and then, yeah, within that. So there's still some gray area, but it's typically if you're not sure of the full understanding and meaning of it. Yes, but yeah. at some point... You know, people sat down and said, okay, let's carve this out. Let's create a definition around it. Yeah. Um, minimalism is a little bit different. You know, it's a concept that's come from design concepts and has been applied to a lifestyle and a philosophy. Um, and it's not, you know, completely innovative. It's basically taken from other ideals in life and in, in previous history. And it's been made, made relatively mainstream now. But the question remains, like, it's, it's countless how many people that I know that claim to be aspiring minimalists. Mm. And um, and I don't think that there's anything naturally wrong with this because I think we're always on a journey towards something, yeah. right? Um, I just think it's interesting that when we look at aspiring, when I say see aspiring minimalist, it reminds me of an aspiring writer. I used to always say that. Uh, I'm an aspiring writer because I I didn't have the confidence. You know, I'd, I'd look, you know, I'd look at my body of work and I'd say, well, you know, I haven't 
got any formal education around writing. This is the thing. I the formal education creeps yep. in and in the back of your head you're going, but if I speak to someone that's literally gone and gotten a degree in this, in literature, in writing, whatever it is, yeah. would you feel confident saying to their face, yes, I'm a writer as well? Now, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just kind now of... Now I would. I would personally. Yeah. But... But when you started on the journey, no way. Mm. Um, and but see, this is the thing of having, you know, competence, building confidence, which is something that we, we looked at a video by Sadia from Pickup Limes just earlier today. And that was really interesting. Um, we'll put a link to it in the show notes. It's called Building Self-Confidence. And she talked a lot about how, um, you know, at the beginning, obviously, you're not going to have confidence around it. Yep. And identifying yourself as something, but just getting out there, practicing, trying again, you know, putting in those hours. And this is yep. where you've obviously increased that confidence because you increased your competence. Yes. In writing. And so, you know, we've written a book and we've written yes. hundreds of blog posts on our website and you're constantly interacting with people and like that all adds up. And, but like, at what point did you feel that you were, okay, now I feel confident in calling myself a writer? When I was writing all the time. When okay. it became like... Habit. A habit. Yeah. When it was like, oh, it's now like... Well, actually, no, 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 no. I, I lie. It's more when we published that book. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting. I was like, I swear it was because I remember No, no, how, no. It was when we published that felt, book. Yeah. So when, when, when there was an actual publication out there mm. and it was like, and it has your name on it, that's when I was like, yeah, I'm a writer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. I think it's it depends where you are on the journey of that spectrum. But okay, writing is an example. Like I know people who have published. I mean, you don't really even consider yourself a writer. You got your name attached to that book. Yeah. So I've got audacity. You don't, see, which is really interesting. interesting. Yeah. It's confidence. Okay. It, I think a lot of it comes down to self confidence and feeling like you can label yourself with something even when you don't feel like prematurely yes i still would struggle with like i, would, I don't think i've ever labeled myself prematurely with something you, i feel like i have to completely feel it but i was thinking before this whole idea of well you really mainly need to know just a bit more than the average person to feel confident enough to say that you can identify yourself with that label yes. because a lot of people like for instance if i'm talking to people that don't have too many interests as i do about something that they don't know anything about i can say confidently oh yeah i'm a photographer oh yeah i'm a vegan oh yeah i'm a minimalist because to them i know so much more and i'm living that lifestyle so much more than they ever will yeah so it comes across much more convincing to them and to yourself that this is who you are. Yes. But when you're talking to other people that are in that same circle and that same community or identify themselves in the same realm, then that's where your lack of confidence, like that's where my photography depends who I was talking to as to how confident I was to talk about the topic of photography. So if I was talking to another photographer... I really hated talking about it because I was scared of them saying something or asking me something that I had no idea about. It's like, well, I'm not a walking photography encyclopedia. 
or should be expected to know everything about photography to be able to hold a conversation. Mm. But I just had this sort of fear in me that like, I don't want to embarrass myself. I don't want to make anything awkward or come across as someone that's pretending to be something that I'm not. Yeah. So that's where sometimes I feel like others, obviously including me, can reserve themselves from calling themselves a specific identity or label because they don't want to be called out on it. Yes, which gets back to my previous point about how isn't it interesting it's externally focused. Yeah. Right? It's like a, um, it's it, you know, nowhere in that is there this purity, this passion about photography for yourself and mm-hmm. the creative process of it mm. and falling in love with that. It's about do I know enough Yeah. to be accepted in this community? Mm. Am I cool enough to be with the cool kids at school? No. But that's what I, it's the same thing. Yeah. Right? It's Am I athletic enough to be with this, the people that play sports? Am I, I can't draw good enough to be called an artist. Artist is probably the hardest one. I'm not an artist. Yeah. You know, so like I think. But I feel like a con artist yeah. if I say I'm an artist. So there's obviously that imposter syndrome and that like, yeah, like when somebody going to call you out on like whatever it is. But there's and I think, different degrees of grey area depending on the profession or the topic that you're labeling yourself as. As yeah. you said before, you've got the black and white pretty black and yeah, white I, veganism. I am a doctor or with, I am not a doctor. Yeah, I am exactly. a vegan or I'm not a vegan. Yeah. But then, yes, minimalism. Mm. What? There is no certificate. No. There's no tertiary education. There's no black and white answer to what There's it no is. minimalist society. Mm. <laughs> there could be that we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> but like there's no institution that says that, you know, yeah. Hey, yep, the club of minimalists. Here's yeah. your certificate. Yeah, so... <laughs> You've graduated. So, you know, I want to share a story. Like, um, in my previous job um, that I had, uh, I don't know, a year into the job, or a couple of years into the job, uh, we hired a new uh, young lady. And it was probably my second or third interaction with her. And this, and this organically in conversation, she was like, yeah, I'm a minimalist, so I don't do that. I don't remember specifically what she was addressing, but I just remember she said that, oh, I'm a minimalist and I don't do that. And I like almost fell over. Like this is the, I've never met anybody in person who called themselves a minimalist. Mm. Um, even though this is a philosophy that I've been nerding out on for many, many years at the time. I, I was just like so amused by what she just said. And of course, you know, we had... I'm like, oh, you, you're a minimalist. I'm a minimalist too. And then we started talking about, you know, uh, you know, the lifestyle and how it's changed our lives. And um, I don't know. I feel like that might not happen again. It may, but it's just because because it's such a, a vague sort of lifestyle for her to actually like, you know, I think I asked you the question, like it, it doesn't feel super comfortable to say that you're a minimalist. No. Because it's so vague. So, but... But, but what I noticed about the judgment, I think it's the judgment associated with it and the expectation of what you, how you live your life and what you buy and what you, where you live, you know, like all of these and things. And I can give you an example of that because yeah. when she said that, I was like, oh, that's awesome. But then it's like subconsciously, I was like, mm. verifying. Yeah. <laughs> Have I seen you in this outfit before? No, no. It, <laughs> what do you do in your spare time? It wasn't even to that level. It was just subconscious. 
it was not like I even thought, it's not like I went home and thought about, oh, is she really a minimalist? It was yeah. just more Let like... Let me check in on my code. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just more like subconsciously through interactions. I was like, oh, yeah, I can see... She's verifying it. She's verifying. Like, it's just like she's saying no more than yes. She's, you know, she doesn't really care, like, about what other people think, about what she wears and all this stuff and got a lot of style. But, like, this had a lot of conviction and intentionality in the way she moved and how she decided things. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Um, now, I don't know her journey into how she got to a point of such confidence to say that she's a minimalist. She doesn't have a blog. She doesn't write about it. She's not an online content creator. She's just a person who's like, I'm a minimalist. I follow this way of life, um, much like veganism. And that got me thinking about like how powerful it is to sometimes short a line, line in the sand. Mm. And I know that there's two frames of thought here. But there's the whole fake it till you make it sort of like prematurely as you said like you've never really done it like caught yourself something prematurely yeah right but with something like minimalism what's premature like like there, there is no scale there is no like there's no definitive measure yeah. universal measure of minimalism right it's your own journey mm. right you your version of minimalism compared to 10 other people's version of minimalism is completely different yeah Depending and at what their what priorities level, are, I yeah. feel like I could comfortably call myself a minimalism. Could have been something that they might not have. Yeah, they might think, "Oh well, you know, I'm going to wait another year until I feel confident." Now I'm a minimalist. Yeah. Yes. So it just sometimes, yeah, it really comes down to the person, and you can't slot another person into somebody else's life as you could. Like if you went into someone else's vegan kitchen, you could pick up. Mm. their things and the food and make something yes it might not be as you said before like health this is off air healthy or you know to your standards or it could be healthier than what you'd normally eat but all in all you'll feel confident that you'll be able to cook in that kitchen yeah whereas if you walk into someone else's minimalist home you'll see nutrition you'll see nutritional yeast and you'll actually know what it is <laughs> exactly <laughs> and cook with it yeah um but if you go into some another minimalist's house and you probably wouldn't be as confident because they've tailored that to themselves. Yeah, they might so, have all these surfboards. You're yeah. Like, what the heck? This what is, am I going to do with that? This is complete clutter to me. They're like, hang on, that's my life. I surf every day. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it's very different with how people identify themselves yeah. as to how minimalism applies to their life. Um, and some people can live with much less stuff and other people are like no this is too restrictive it's actually you know devaluing how i can live my life day to day mm. so it really just depends yeah uh, you're 100 percent right it's like it's such like minimalism is like personalized it's yeah. like this customized sort of lifestyle that's the point of it mm. and and i think so it's a, an identity within an identity correct so then it's like well I can easily understand why people are constantly feeling like they're aspiring mm. because like, what are you aspiring to? Yeah. <laughs> there, there is no map. It's so like I got rid of this last box of stuff. Yeah. Now I'm a minimalist. Yeah. Are you like going, okay, until I have less than a hundred things, I'm a minimalist. Yeah. Is it like, but that's not really healthy. So there's, mm. there's all these things to consider. I think a level of audacity is actually quite powerful. Not, not like inauthentic to yourself, Mm. But I think making a strong claim, because the the problem, okay, let's talk about the problem with aspiring. The problem with aspiring is that it's safe. Yeah. Okay. 
and you can be aspiring for the rest of your life and that's okay but it's more about like you could you could hedge yourself in aspiring in limbo and not take action as a result or really really slowly to the point where yeah it will drag out for years or decades yes it's like um you can slowly transition to a vegan lifestyle but the goal is to eventually become vegan Mm. right and and i think with minimalism like or not but then you don't don't associate yourself as a vegan exactly right yeah because we know how that can confuse the message but i think with minimalism there's not that same pressure there's no confusing confusing the message but it's more about for yourself when you look in the mirror like you know i look at this girl that i that i just talked about she's like i'm a minimalist i feel like the fact that she believes she's a minimalist changes the way she acts yes Right. So there's this, your approach is like waiting, waiting, waiting. And then, yes, I'm a minimalist. But in something like minimalism, it's, it's not as clear. So, but I feel like being able to draw a line in the sand and say, I am a minimalist and then have the confidence to then have those actions Mm. is a really powerful thing. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, I think it also builds the self-confidence and it also kicks you up the butt a bit to go, okay, no, I, you know, I can't muck around with this anymore. I have to be, I have to own this identity that I have wanted for myself. Yes. I mean, no one's putting it on you to be a minimalist. You want to own that identity. So the sooner you do, the more your actions will actually start to follow much faster. Yes. So, so like I, I consider myself a minimalist. There's been times that even the last couple of years where I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel like, you know, like when we moved out of our apartment, I was like, are you serious? How many things we had tucked away in storage? Like, yeah. I thought we had nothing. And then there's all these things that came out. I was like, what is going on? Mm. And um, there's been moments of that, like mental clutter. Like when, when things get like, there's too many things on your to-do list you've made too many commitments and you're like, whoa, this doesn't feel very minimalist. Like I've had those moments, but for the most part... Michael, there's always too much on the to-do list. <laughs> I know, I know. But, but for, the, for the most part, I've felt like a minimalist. Mm. And, it's, and feeling like a minimalist and aspiring to be minimalist mm. are two very different things. Mm. And I'd love to know, like, because you're, you're a little bit different. right? You, you've got your name associated with our brand, The Minimalist Vegan. Yeah. You've written content, you've... Um, you've got up and you've spoken on a book tour <laughs> about your journey of minimalism. You've got a lot of experience with the philosophy. You know a lot more about it than the average person. Yeah. But you don't, Look, you don't, you're not as quick to say that you're as minimalist as I am. No, I don't identify myself. There? I do, depending on who I'm talking to. But I, sure. do, I do call myself a minimalist. Mm. But I think even though we've had pretty much the identical journey to this path, mm. Again, because there is no black and white rule book to say this is this is how many pairs of pants you must own, this is what your week should look like, all of this stuff. My definition of minimalism is different to yours in the sense of how I live out my life as a minimalist. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Right. So you say no to a lot more than I do. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that because I don't say... As you don't say no as much, yeah. I don't say no as much that I'm less of a minimalist. Yes. So obviously, again, it's an identity thing. Like we're still two different people. So at the end of the day, there are some things that 
I will say yes to that you will say no to and vice versa. Like you see value in certain things that I don't. Yes. So in that sense, I think you also have more confidence in that area than I do with labeling yourself or calling yourself certain things. Yep. But, and that's something that I have to work on as well. Um, but at the end of the day, we are still two different people. Yes. So that that's something that I have to feel more confident in saying, yes, I'm a minimalist because I'm on my own journey and I d- identify myself in a broader uh, definition of that lifestyle. Yes. And then there's also been moments that, uh, you know, like because, you know, your identity is very much contextual depending on your environment. Yeah. Like I've, I've also seen you like be in environments, maybe have conversations or interactions with people where it's quite confusing in their direction or you've been in a physical environment where there's a lot of clutter. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, okay. And then you're like, Again, to I've the come a long person, way. You're like, yeah. I've come a long way. Like I am a minimalist. Like there's so much conviction in yeah. that moment because yeah. you have like a comparison, a barometer. Yeah. yeah. But in the absence of that, that's where the confidence can go away. It's like Whereas, anything really. If someone asks you like, oh, so how, you know, like how can I improve this photo? Yeah. Like I'll be able to tell you straight away. Mm. Whereas you, I mean, you probably would too, but some people might not be able to say, oh, well, I think that looks great the way that it is, but. I'll be much more judgmental of that because I feel yes. like I can actually offer something that will help them. So it really depends on the person that you're talking to, again, as to how confident you are to have that conversation. Yeah. But there is that, but like that, I, I see it on really, a daily basis, yeah. um, what you were saying, like the people that are around you, we don't really have many minimalists in our lives. So... On a daily basis, yes, I do consider myself a minimalist. I don't consider myself an expert in minimalism. Definitely not. But I do have weaknesses. So, yeah, like if you went to like a minimalist conference, right, where all the people going there are minimalist or aspiring minimalists, would you feel a lot more pressure to call yourself a minimalist? No. Okay. Because there might be these people who are just living out their suitcase well, again, <laughs> and yeah, all this it, stuff. It, it and you're just like, on the Whoa. form of extreme. Sure, sure. You know, so like because minimalism is so broad, yes. there might be yes, people that live out of their suitcase. There might be people that still live in a four-bedroom house, have five children and still consider themselves as minimalists. Yes. So it's such a vast range of, you know, and I think the more we talk about it, mm the more confident you will start to feel within yourself. Yes. And even just think about it. Yes. Like, okay, this is my identity. But again, you don't have to pigeonhole. And this, yeah, this is where it's, flu- it's like... Yeah, because the other thing is we're, we're, we're saying, yeah, on one, on one, like for me, like I've always owned identities at different seasons of life. Mm. A basketball player, into astrology, you know, like um, accountant. Like there's all these different things. But I think at the same time, you can't be too romantic to be like, okay, in two weeks, in 10 years, this might be completely different. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Right? Like we're constantly well, evolving. Well, you want to be changing and shifting as yeah. you're growing and learning and, you know, like no one's the same every single day. Yes. But I would make an argument that like owning identity, uh, at least for some people like myself, really helps with the actions. Yeah. Right? It's, it's like all encompassing. In terms of 
um, you know, and it's more important for you, for, like I'm talking about myself now, but it's more about those looking in the mirror moments. It's not really even about anybody else. Mm. And I think like when you have that level of belief, you don't have to say it. You don't even have to make any claims. Um, and, you know I, know, I know a lot of people that know me that um, know, know what my values are, but it's not necessarily associated with because I write content on this stuff. Yeah. It's just because of the way I act. Yeah. It's like there's a belief. There's they a way you move. They might not even know. Might even know. It's just like, yeah, yeah, but oh, okay. It's like this person's really intentional or whatever it is. And I think that comes from the affirmation of the identity for like, you know, just, just, just believing in it. Yeah. And I think that can go a long, long way. And I think there's a lot of... A lot of us who are aspiring, but you might have been aspiring for three or four years. Mm. You probably know or have done so much more than what you even think. But your expectations are so high because of yourself that you don't consider that any meaningful progress to, to call yourself that. There's a lot of value in the affirmation. Yeah, I th- but I think that there's a lot of people that don't feel like they need to identify or label themselves. Sure. To feel confident in what they're doing. Yes. So, for instance, I've met people where I might, like people I don't know, that I might identify myself as a minimalist and they go, well, I guess I am too based on my actions, but they wouldn't put themselves in that label, but their actions would say that they are. Yes. So, they don't need the label to actually live that lifestyle. So, and that's, I've actually found with older generations is that they downsize and they, you know, they start living life with more intention, but they wouldn't necessarily call themselves minimalists. Yeah. But technically they are. Yeah. Because they, in that moment, they go, well, actually that's what I am, but I wouldn't necessarily have to put that label on myself to live the lifestyle that I'm living. Yes. So, so yeah, there's you're right. There's, it's like there's this whole awareness piece of the, the identity as well, mm. and and that, that comes down to yeah your where you are in your life and what you've been exposed to. Yeah. Um, but you know we can all get to the same sort of path, but completely different ways mm. and with different labels and different yeah. descriptions or no labels at or all. no labels at all, which yeah. is completely fine and authentic too. Um, so. I just wanted to then talk about some... At, at the end of the day, this comes down to your actions, mm. right? So, labels are okay. They're, they're okay for profiles, how you introduce yourself to people. If you're online content creators like that, that's it's a big part of it. Um, a lot of people would consume our content or stick around purely because of the name. Yeah. They see minimalist vegan, they're like, I'm a minimalist, I'm a vegan, or I want to be those things... This is my place. Yeah. Like, and we've got that feedback before. Yeah. So um, there is something powerful about that from a branding standpoint, a personal branding. But at the end of the day, it's it nothing. It can also be very restrictive. Yes. If someone doesn't identify with both of those, some people might be like, oh, I'm a minimalist, but I'm not a vegan. So it's not really. I might not get right value. Thing. I might yeah. not get value out of this. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, ultimately, it, you can brand yourself whatever you want. It's nothing without action. Mm. You know, the ultimate brand of yourself to yourself is action and what Mm. you do. Mm. So I think back to what you said before about this whole uh, competence breeds confidence is huge. Yeah. Um, And however you need to get there is up to you. For someone like me, it's all about labeling. 
Yeah. Everything's about labeling. It's like when I start, well, you've seen me, when I start to do something, like some sort of change, I'm like, you're like, why are you spending so much time to sort of like trying to will yourself into this person? It's like, yeah, I need to feel like I'm that person so I can start the journey of this like intensity, whatever it is. Like, like throughout this whole conversation, actually, a movie that I recently watched that keeps popping up into my head that I think is the perfect way to like someone that can go from identity to identity and completely own it um, in a movie called Catch Me If You Can with Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks where Leo's literally going, he pretends to be a doctor, he pretends to be a lawyer, he pretends to be all these different things. Mm. I mean, he's a, an amazing con artist at the same time because he's – um, producing checks. This is based on a true story yeah, yeah. as well, which is it's pretty fascinating. So he owns these identities. Like he goes to a new school and he gets pushed around before he even enters the classroom. And then he actually pretends all of a sudden he's the, um, he's the replacement French teacher. And so every single person in that class, he even tells the, the teacher that comes in, oh, no, you're no longer needed. I'm here to look after the class. And he's literally meant to be part of that class. Yeah. So he completely owned that identity without actually being an expert on it. Hmm. But at the same time, he obviously knows he went and studied these things enough to bluff his way yeah, yeah. through life and to convince other people that he was that person. Yes. So it's interesting how, you know, this whole idea of fake it till you make it. Well, he switched professions just in time or almost in time until they actually caught on to him that he wasn't the person that he said that he was. Yeah, but he's he's a skilled con artist, a world-class con artist, and yeah. he's somewhat believable because he took a lot of action towards that field. Yeah. Because now I remember I've seen a movie as well, and he's like a really intelligent person and character. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But he applies his knowledge in a rapid speed. mm um, to make it believable, right? Yeah. So I think like, um, yeah, there's like, if he was to just completely fake it without any effort, different mm. story. Yeah. Not believable. Yeah. No, it's not going to come off. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... But you have to have such confidence in yourself to be able to pull something like that off. Yes. Like even if you've studied medicine for three years, you might not have confidence to step even just to in a consultation room, whereas this guy literally did... You know, he was leading a whole team of nurses and doctors. Like, how yeah. on earth do you manage that? Yeah. I mean, he forged his way through, you know, going to medical school and doing all... It was actually... it's a, If you haven't watched it, it's a really great movie. Um, but it's just interesting how... slash movie reviews. <laughs> <laughs> how he identified himself with so many different professions and was so convincing in each one. Yeah. And the identity that he created. I mean, it all came crashing down in the end, but yep. it was just, it was really fascinating. Yeah. Mind you, he ended up, oh, I won't tell the whole story, but. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you're right. Really I think it's it's about, yeah, how do we find a balance of this? The, the problem is, is, is it premature or not? Like, yeah. It's sometimes it's we don't know what that line is, and maybe well, we need to feel it, it out. Yeah. yeah, it's like I don't f- know if I'm there yet, but let me say it and see how it makes me feel. Yes, you know, like even if you're in an environment and you might say I'm a minimalist, mm. see how actually 
you physically feel and how you mentally feel straight after and go, oh my God, let me take those words back. I'm not really, I'm pretending I'm not, you know. Yes. Or if you say it with confidence, you go, actually, that felt really good. So I think that's kind of like a good gauge to get an idea of where you're at as well. Yes. If by saying it out and going, how did that make me feel? Yes. So. Yeah, I like that one. Um, and and then my my tip would be like action. You know, so like you're, you know, taking action towards a specific identity or label or not. Like you don't even have to have those labels, but taking action towards something you believe in mm. is going to build that confidence faster. Yeah. Uh, and the more action you take, um, the more confidence you're going to have. Yeah. Right. And like with minimalism, because we continue to apply minimalism to our lives, um, you know, with downsizing life and living with more intentionality, like every year there seems to get more and more and more. Like, it evolves. Yeah, so it what evolves. minimalism maybe was for us five years ago might not be what it will be for us in another five years. Yeah, but I also think like it's getting momentum in some areas. Mm. So it's like there's even more confidence. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like going car free now and having that challenge. Like there's all these new things that get introduced to our lives where it's just like it just, you know, you have more confidence around identity. So I think taking action is absolute key here mm. um, towards living, you know, the life, like a value-driven lifestyle. Yeah. Cool. Anything else you'd like to add? No, I think you've you've covered a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we both have, yes. Yeah. And then I think I think it's a good place to wrap it up unless there's anything else you want to add. No, no, that's it. I think there's just a lot of food for thought mm. for people to, to think about what how they want to see themselves and what they want to build for their future. Yes. Really? Absolutely. And then, yeah, next time you have to write a profile, you introduce yourself to somebody. Yeah, just maybe have a think about this conversation about, you know, what what's believable to you. Mm. Mm. And what do you want? Like, who do you want to be? Yes. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. So there it is. Episode 31 of the Minimalist Vegan Podcast. All about identity. I mean, that was pretty interesting, right? It's it's a very tight balance between not caring and caring enough to take action. But ultimately, that's what it comes down to is what you do not necessarily what you say you are it's what you do and that's how um you know you're going to remember yourself and how others are going to remember you as well anyway i'd love to hear your thoughts on this topic if you do have any um any any comments or any experiences that you want to share uh reach out of course you can leave a comment on our show notes which this week is going to be the minimalistvegan.com slash zero three one that's the minimalistvegan.com slash zero three one Okay, I want to keep this outro snappy this week. Uh, I just wanted to take a moment to thank you for your attention. I know all the things you could be doing right now instead of listening to us have uh, conversations about uh, owning your identity, but we really appreciate uh, the time that you're taking to live a more intentional life. And uh, if you haven't already, we'd love your support to leave a rating or review for the show. It will help other people decide if The Minimalist Vegan is right for them. Okay. Hope you have a lovely week and here's to living with less stuff and more compassion. Peace.